Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Rick Hellman. He's a professionally trained and certified leadership coach with over 16 years of experience co-creating the best desired outcomes for leaders from small business office environments to companies with 4,000 plus employees. Rick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Amy. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So how did you become a leadership coach and how did that bring to you to where you are today? The roots from being in the Navy for 24 years just being exposed to a lot of leaders. And then eventually in the Navy, you have to move up or move out kind of thing. And so if you're not good with leadership, you're going to be seeking employment elsewhere. So it became something that I love to do. I started to get better at. And when I retired, I went into the corporate world and realized, wow, there's some more work that needs to be done. And I just really thought if I can't do it my way, with this company or my way with someone else, why not become my own boss, my own leadership coach company and go out and do that? What is the cost of being an overachiever? Great question. I think a lot. I think initially for me, maybe you don't see it, but at the end, it can really be your health, relationships, burnout. And really just, what was it all for? Yeah, I think it can cost you a lot at times. So how do you help leaders find greater purpose in what they do? Really getting down to why are they doing what they're doing? And really, if I can, especially with the leaders that have been there and done that, why are you doing what are you doing? And if you can get vulnerability, if you can get past brick walls, if you can get really down to the heart of it, Sometimes it's all just BS. It's chasing pressure. It's chasing initials behind your name, another degree, uh, another social ladder to climb. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting work. Yeah. And it's interesting that when it comes to the overachiever and the leadership, I always talk about how going after the next thing is often like a mirage. You get this idea, and oh, I want to go after X, Y, and Z. You go after it and then it's, it disappears because you achieve it. And then it's like, then what? And it's never ending. It's you're on this infinite cycle of, if I just had one more, if I just had this, or if I just had that, when really it's that intrinsic heart attitude that just needs the work, yeah. Otherwise it, it, it will never stop because there's yeah. always more or bigger or better or faster. So yeah, that mirage yeah. can definitely lure you in and then you get a taste of it. And then you want more and more. Yeah. And it's almost like it's that need for us to have some sort of progress in our lives. I think that drives us to that, but there's so many other ways to fulfill the need for progress. There's other areas in our life that we can focus on. So what are some of the mixed messages that men are dealt when it comes to career and home? Oh, I think that it's a lot of it can be black or white. It's either this or that, job or family, promotion or parenting, that type of thing. I think there can be a lot of, in my experience with coaching, especially male leaders, that there's this pressure from maybe their spouse, they themselves, their their dad of 
what are you doing? How come you're not there yet? You could be doing more. You should be doing more. A lot of these words that I frame up, these legalistic non-choice, I should be, I'm supposed to be. And I think that can really just be detrimental, unhappy. And then we just talked about then 50 hours becomes 55, becomes 60. And then it's never enough. It's never enough. And then you wake up one day and you finally get to make your 12-year-old's baseball game. And you have no idea who that kid playing shortstop is that's calling you dad. You just wake up one day and who is that kid? That's your kid, man. But you've been so worried about everything else around you that probably isn't as important as your family and what you say is. And that's the thing too, Amy, is that working with leaders, we say what's important to us. But if an alien came down and you said, this is important to this human, and then you look at their life, there's virtually little to no evidence of that being important. We chase after these mirages, like you said, these lures that are so appeasing, but they're typically empty. Yeah, definitely. So what are some indicators that you need to spend more time with your family? Uh, yeah, a great example. Is like you, you don't know who you, your kids are. One personal example is our kids are four, six, and eight. So there are a lot of arts and crafts type stuff at school and they come home and they all have a Friday folder. If you miss a few weeks and get absorbed into something else pretty soon, you have this Friday folder and, and I don't know what my son is doing in first grade or my daughter made in, in preschool because I'm off over here. So I think that's a good example of how present a dad or a parent can be in, in their kids. Maybe it's another relationship like your spouse, you know, just passing ships along the way, transactional conversation, bills paid. Yep. Dog fed. All right. See you at five. Yep. Gone. And then even when you are present with that spouse you're not even really there because you're thinking of something else there's many things and i think it's important to really specifically for the individual of how it used to be and then wait a minute i wake up one day and now i don't know my son who's on his baseball team or my wife has told me about something it's been months later and i still haven't even given any thought because i'm so absorbed in my work or something else yeah. I think it's so easy for people to get into the routines, like you said, because let's face it, a certain amount of routine is comfortable. It's a system. The system is working and it's easy if you've got some sort of routine. But like you said, if there is just a 1% degree off, just a tiny degree off in that routine, then it'll, it can make a break, but you add just a one degree shift to that routine where you're connecting in your present for 30 minutes a day, huge shift. Yeah. And there's the rat race or keeping up with the Joneses, these mantras that if I'm not doing this, I'll always be outperformed. There's, there's someone else gunning for my job, or if I don't have this, then that inflation, housing prices, whatever it might be. And so continuing to chase after these things. And a lot of times in my life, if something I thought was so important that I didn't get to do it, I failed at it or the opportunity passed and the dust settles, I look around, wow, I really didn't miss out on much. And what was important to me, kids, family, something else, a vacation, wow, I was, I was really present with that. Yeah. And I think the more wins we have and the more confidence we have on what's important to us, that can make a huge difference. And again, going back to what I say is important, 
am I executing that in my life? Yeah. Nobody ever says, gosh, I wish I would have worked more hours. (laughs) You know, nobody ever says that if I would have just worked harder. No, especially if you're that high achiever already, it's gosh, I don't have any hobbies. I have no clue who I am because all I do is work. All I do is go after these things. Yeah. Being present, learning to be present and, and happy in the moment, I think is huge. What advice would you give new dads out there that are trying to balance work and family? Oh, be clear, be clear on what you really want. Whether your child is just born or four or 15, you'll never get April 18th, 2022 ever again. You can always make more money. You can always work overtime. You can always do something. So I think really setting the tone of clarity and what you want to be in that relationship with that young child or maybe twins or triplets, whatever's coming down the way. But yeah, be very clear on your intentions. So how can leaders create better harmony in their business and their personal lives? Boundaries, which comes to mind. I'm reminded when COVID hit, right? Just a couple of years ago and no one worked and everyone zoomed like today. Edges began to get smoothed out and they weren't as solid and rigid and then they matched And then now you you can't tell. The, the, The joke I've used before is I don't work from home. I live at work. And I really think having boundaries and edges. The commute was a great example. I would go to work. I would figuratively have this, and even literally, right? The time in the car, driving home, and I would come in, I had decompressed. I could rock out to my favorite song. I could, make a, I could do whatever I could do. And then I had that time to prep. If I'm down here and I'm working all these hours, I've got about a 15 second commute up my steps and that's it and life's ready for me. So what do those boundaries look like? Making the rules in your life. I've known many of my friends and especially when they're active duty would take their phones and computers with them on vacation. Now, again, I wouldn't do that. I, at least I would say I wouldn't do that, but whatever it is for that individual, Amy is, is making boundaries and making rules. And then lastly, having consequences to them. My wife and I were talking about our weight training and getting back in. She's doing Weight Watchers and I'm going back to the gym. And she said, okay, if I don't lose X amount of weight by a certain date, what's my consequence going to be? And I said, for the remainder of the year, you give me all of the wife fund. I can't do that. Why not? If I don't make it, then that would really suck. Yes. So make the consequence so difficult that you would never, you would never break that rule. Buying a cup of coffee means nothing. It's $5. Or, Hey, if you can, you can pick the show tonight. When you have those boundaries, you make those rules, make the consequences so hard that, Hey man, I'm shutting my phone off at four o'clock. I'm leaving the office by five. The computer is folded and going back, we talked about being present with the next thing that's going on. So boundaries, rules, consequences. So I was going to ask you about your client success stories, which you're welcome to share as well, but can you share a little bit about your journey? Because you've made somewhat of a transition from doing a lot of consulting to now focusing on your family. How did that happen? And what would you say to others that might be thinking about doing the same thing? Yeah. So it happened. My, my wife, when I met her, she was the children's minister through the church that we worked at and got married. I was in my thirties. She's in her thirties. 
boom, boom, boom. We had Jacob, Caleb, Savannah back to back. And then being a military moving in, we got going. And what was very important to us is that she stayed at home while our kids were little. Then an opportunity came for her to be the women's director at a church that we go to, and she got hired. And that's her passion. She spent time in Africa as a missionary. So she's giving back and serving these women. So my schedule is flexible. I can do that. And I was so naive to what coaching and kids at doctor's appointments and picking them up and then being present after the bus and making lunches and these Friday folders. It was a hard struggle, Amy. I'm not going to lie. As someone as a military guy that they're lived by results, not excuses. I went through September, October, November, December, sometimes in tears of, I can't do this. It was so hard to balance back and forth. And I have really just focused on being the stay-at-home dad kind of thing. And the big part is Savannah, my daughter, goes to preschool. And it's three, five-hour days, vice, every day, all day. So the op-tempo will be different this September. So that's how I got into it was, go ahead, babe, I got you. I can do everything. And then pretty soon, like, this is way too much. And going forward for anyone doing that, it's really being intentional. And not being this prideful SOB that I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and I can do this because I was choosing which no to say, no to my son or no to a client. That was a no brainer, but I still struggled. I was failing at doing this, Amy. And I had never failed or I would do something if I could fail because that's a whole other topic. So I was just like, how can I do this? And finally, Around January, February time frame, I was going to be on this sabbatical and be this chillaxing kind of thing. I was going to say no to all this work and be this great dad. And I literally just couldn't even rest. So it's been a struggle to be where I'm at today. The summer will be a test as all three kids will be out of school and my wife will be working four days a week. So I think it has to be really intentional and not being naive to what you think you can do and just being real and been doing it a lot longer, but to really walk a mile in my wife's shoes for any stay at home parents, the wife or the husband or what it may be. And because if I just fill in here and okay, just make sure the house doesn't burn down or go where I can see you. No, this is like picking up the target runs and doing these things. And it's been really great. And one thing, if I can give any advice for those dads is your stay at home wife, or if you're the wife that works and then the dad stays at home, there's no PTO. There's no benefits that are earned. And something that I learned, and I didn't, I just did it out of just being this guy. I want to be this great husband to my wife, but I really didn't get it until now. But you know what, babe? Hey, today you have PTO. I'm going to stay home from work. And I got air quote, the kids and you go do whatever it is you want to do. And even that for one day isn't the real job, like you said, is day in, day out of Friday folders and knowing who likes gogurts and who doesn't crust on their turkey sandwiches and all these things. Because as that dad, we can get so trapped in providing. And don't get me wrong, there's a shared responsibility of providing and parenting and all these things like that. And how that's divvied up for each household is up to them. But I shouldn't be a stranger to what my wife does, at least my opinion. Yeah. So working with clients and having that good balance of that too, of could you fill in for your spouse for a day? And if the answer is probably not, that might be a good gut check right there for sure. Yeah. Cause you're, you're expecting them to do it and you can't do it. 
it's yeah you either gotta hire help <laughs> <laughs> never hire, get hire some people to come in and do the cleaning and the organizing or yeah. taking a reassessment in some way yeah. Yeah. so if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out what would it be you're not that good and to re- really sit back and it takes time. Passion is one thing. P- pursuit of your perfection and your technical ability, that's fine. But the world doesn't work the way we often dream it in our heads. And to think that, all right, I got this. I can step in the world and drinking the Kool-Aid that the world needs coaching, Rick. And you ever you go through the training, I went through CTI and the certifications and you just think, great, I'll just put my name out there. And there's just this line around the corner, like for iPhones. Hmm. That's not how it works. And being patient and failing. So yeah, I would really say to kick myself in the shins and say, you're not that good. It's going to take work to continue to get your brand and to perfect your craft for sure. Yeah, it definitely takes time. So if there's people that are listening that would love to connect with you, what's the best way to contact you? The best way is to go to purposecoachingllc.com, the website there, and check it out and send me a a link right there for folks who are interested in learning more about purpose coaching and finding their purpose. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. It was my pleasure. Yeah. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week.